This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele. Welcome back. Um, holy cow, I have been so nervous, Jimmy. I've just been on pins <laughs> and needles, and I, I'm actually feeling a little hopeful. Um, and especially after watching um, on television yesterday, all of the lines, those early voter lines, the people at the polls for early voting. I, and it, it's reportedly a record turnout in several places like Texas, Georgia, Ohio, Arizona. I don't know where else they're seeing record numbers of voters, but... Um, well, it seems like basically everywhere. Yeah, I think so, yeah. because they're saying lo there's long waits, like eight to 11 hours to vote. There's gridlock in their parking lots. They're overwhelmed election workers. There's some technical glitches, which everybody's watching and very carefully. And, um, but there, I, I think the reason this is happening is there is this expectation that there's going to be a record turnout and coronavirus, um, has caused us to be encouraged to vote early in person or with a mail-in ballot. And so right. we're, we're doing that. I mean, I got mine in and then th that night I picked it up and I was like, Oh my gosh, next day it was gone. I, uh, but I hand delivered it to the post office. So. Well, and, and you make a good point. We have to remember that this is a time of record uh, absentee ballot voting mm -hmm. and there are still these long lines and it's just the beginning of voting. It's not even election day yet. Right. So we can imagine, you know, there's probably a rush at the beginning of early voting, but then there'll be another huge rush on Election Day. Yeah. And I think a lot of Democrats are now deciding to wait until Election Day just to make sure their ballot is counted. So um, hopefully that will offset the expected Trump lead on Election Night. Well, but but I'm, I'm just looking at all of the stuff on um uh, in, in Georgia and in Texas. Oh, my God. What's going on in Texas? Right. Holy cow. Harris County? Well, you know, the the story in Harris County is there are 4 million people there. And the governor has just put one ballot collection place in that entire 4 million, it's like 110 square mile, you know, area. And um, the Supreme Court just upheld his right to do that. So the wow. Texas Supreme Court has just upheld the right of the governor of Texas to do voter suppression. Yeah. And again, yeah. we see this over and over with these, you know, Republican elected officials and Republican judiciary. They're not even pretending to, that they work for the people anymore. They're right. not even, you know, they work against the people. They work directly against the people and for uh, the vested interests that support them. Mm -hmm. um, not even pretending to be for the will of the people. Right, right. They're not. They're They're just flat out blatantly deciding that they're going to suppress the vote because the more people that vote, the more Republicans get unelected. They get thrown right. out of office. And they know that. That's another thing to remember about what you're saying. High turnout always benefits Democrats. 
It shows right. democratic enthusiasm. Right. And the polls are certainly reflecting that too. And we'll talk more about that later. But uh, these lines are very encouraging to me. So mm -hmm. far, the militia hasn't turned out to try and intimidate people. And, you know, I have a feeling somewhere so along far. the way here. Yeah, so far. Somehow, I have a feeling somewhere along the way here, Donald Trump will be further interfering. And, you know, yeah. again, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Remarkable turnout. Exciting. I know. It is so exciting. I'm, I am, I am very hopeful. I'm, I'm on pins and needles. Um, but my anxiety has more of a, of a hopeful expectation tinge to it instead of the, Oh my God, where am I going to move to if this doesn't work? <laughs> if this doesn't happen, what, what country am I going to go live in? You're going to, you're getting more and more like me, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I mean, I I've am. been feeling pretty confident all along. I've had some twinges of doubt now. Boy, am I going to look bad if I'm wrong about this. But Oh, no. No, don't say that to me. Oh, my God. Don't say that. <laughs> You're just going to burst this whole hopeful little bubble I've got going on well, here. Well, <laughs> that's more personal anxiety than professional anxiety or election anxiety. Yeah, true. True. Uh, because uh, I am pretty I am pretty far out on a limb that most people won't go on in saying this is a, definitely a, an election where Biden, I think, will be elected. Yeah. Uh, although the polls are showing that, some of the pundits are beginning to talk about it. Republicans are beginning to hedge their bets and pull away from Trump. Give me some examples of that. Well, we saw it with Martha McSally uh, <laughs> in her debate that we've already talked about, how she wouldn't say his name. Uh, other senators have openly criticized him for his unwillingness to do a deal for um, a coronavirus relief. And uh, generally speaking, people are trying to figure out what their next play is after Trump loses. And we've got several large groups of Republicans who are actively putting millions of dollars into um, fighting against Trump. Right, right. Yeah, we're we've definitely seeing a, project and a schism in the party. Yeah. Um, the likes of which we've never seen before. The one thing Republicans have always had going for them is they they uh, travel in lockstep. No matter what the the candidate is, no matter who it is, no matter how awful the person is, they travel in lockstep. And that's not happening now. Even Mitch McConnell is distancing himself, I guess, Whoa. because of his own race from Donald Trump and saying, "Oh, I haven't been there in a long to the White House in a long time because I don't believe in their how they're treating the coronavirus, the co oh, the COVID crap. protocols." That's just so. Crap. Yeah, I know. It's of course it's crap, but it's his way of saying, you know, I'm not 100% all in Trump anymore. And I think probably every candidate in the country is trying to figure out do they stick with being all in Trump mm -hmm. and go down in flames with him or not. And uh, we're seeing that in the Senate races that are, you know, in Maine, Susan Collins has distanced herself from Trump. It won't be enough to help her, I don't think. Also, um, do you think that we can expect intimidation tactics at the polls this year because are, are, are we going to see armed men acting like they're with the police as you walk in to cast your vote um you know and especially even even in the in the um the the, the debate even in the mm -hmm. debate we heard trump call out um the the proud boys and say, right. stand by. So has he literally, do you think, put a call out to right-wing gangs um, so that they will provide an army of election security 
Right. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And, and you know, to the extent that he's uh, implied it, um, I think that is true. He's told his followers to go out to the polls and make sure nothing fishy is going on. Right. And by fishy, I think he means Democrats are allowed to vote there. Right. Uh, you, that's you don't certainly want people the, of color voting, according to Trump. <laughs> right. Like, right. Um, and and I think that they will be showing up. Maybe not till election day. That's good in places that have early balloting, but I think they will definitely be showing up. I think they'll be fewer than we expect, but I think they'll be causing more trouble. I think they'll be trying to intimidate and um, uh, question voters as they go into the polls. Let me so ask I'll a chase question. Them, but I think there's, let me just finish. I think there's something else that's going to happen. I think yeah. at some point Donald Trump will say that he has to ensure that the, um, the uh, polls are secure and he will station border patrol officers outside of every poll. Wait for it. We haven't yeah. seen any indication of that, but I think that's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think he has nothing to lose. Um, right. Nothing but the election. <laughs> so militia people to intimidate black people, um, yeah. the border patrol to intimidate brown people. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, even U.S. citizens who are um, – Brown folks are not wanting to interrupt with the border patrol because they're such jerks. Um, so there, there, some of them will be intimidated by that. And, you know, there are a few things I think people can do about that if you care about that. If you're a privileged white person, right. accompany people into the polls. You know, stick around after you vote. And if you see black or brown people coming to the polls, walk with them. You right. know? And especially and, if you see people hanging out with with um, Trump insignias and, and um, anybody wearing a gun that, that is in the vicinity, they may not be allowed in to the polling areas because I know every time I'm, you know, up for election, I go to the polls and I stand outside the polls, outside, 75 feet away from the building. They have mm -hmm. it clearly marked where we're allowed to stand and where we cannot encroach upon. And so if, if you see people that are standing in that area, they're allowed to be there legally. What do you do? What do you do if you see that? Well, I think you walk right past them. You don't engage them. You don't take the bait. You don't let them question you. You just walk right past them. Um, and if you see them bothering somebody else, you grab that person by the arm and say, come with me. Yeah. You know, we'll go inside together and vote. And um, I think that's going to be very important. I think it's going to be very important for those of us who aren't targeted by these militias. And by that, I mean white people mm -hmm. to be there to um, to help people of color get through these gauntlets. And that's a terrific service you could provide as a citizen without, uh, you know, violating any laws. You can walk you into the polling station as much as you want. Me. Yes. I think you we just can encourage all do that. me to do that. I'm going to yes. show up, even though I've already voted. I'm going to show up on on election day and be there wherever I see any kind of shenanigans going on with with armed right. pretend law enforcement folks, or even right. if the border patrol is out there. And I would not put it past him. I don't want to scare people into showing up at the polls because a lot of people are just dead set. This is what they do. They're not going to let anyone scare them away from doing this. Um, but I want to be there to protect them, to make sure yes. that they can. Yes. Do and that. if you see these guys, you know, acting up or doing something they're not supposed to do, film it. Call the police, film it. Obviously, there won't be enough police to, to go around everywhere, and many of the police are sympathetic to these 
right. uh, racist yahoos. But, um, you know, film it, report it. And uh, for further information, Georgetown University Law School has created a set of 50 uh, fact sheets for the rules in each for the rules in each state and what to do if you see voter intimidation. So wow. if you just search Georgetown Law School um, voter suppression or malicious, you search Georgetown Law School malicious, you will come to a, a place where you can look up your state and see what the rules are and see what you should do about it. And you could probably also get similar. I, I have seen in, in past situations where ACLU will um, put out information on if you're pulled over or your, you know, um, law enforcement or ICE comes to your door um, and they, what are your rights? Right. Do you have to let them in? Do you have to give them what they ask for? How do you know it's them? Um, you know, so I, I think we may find some more of those things, but you're saying Georgetown law, yeah, Georgetown what, what law has in? created this Georgetown university law school. Okay. So you can so go they, there and they've created it. a search on Georgetown law and militia interference, and you will find the 50 state guidelines that tell what, what the rules are in your state, like how far the, the, right. uh, the buffer zone is and things like that. And then you can, you can, um, you know, sort out what you're going to do. Uh, one more thing before we go though, the ACLU, you reminded me has mm -hmm. an app that's available to you in, you know, the play store or the app store or wherever your phone mm -hmm. gets its apps that, uh, allows you to film and the film goes is directly uploaded to them immediately. So it can't be, if your phone can't be destroyed, mm -hmm. it can't be erased from your phone. Use it liberally. Use it liberally to record any bad acting you see by anyone, including the police. Excellent. Excellent. I like that. All right. So we'll be back with more. Um, we're going to talk about um, Trump's claim way back a few years ago that he could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any support. Looks like he might have been right. Okay. We'll be back right after this. What if... We, as human beings on this planet, were able to create jobs and prosperity by going green. That is, by being economically and environmentally wiser in our use of energy and resources. Could it be done? Why, yes. That's what our friends at Economic and Human Dimensions Research Associates specialize in. Whether for the World Bank, European nations, or for states and counties here in the U.S., they specialize in assessing and promoting ways to increase local jobs and prosperity through greater energy and resource productivity. Contact Economic and Human Dimensions Research Associates at theresourceimperative.com. All one word, theresourceimperative.com. Welcome back to Wait What? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about uh, new research on Trump supporters and our th authoritarianism. Boy, I've been having trouble saying that word all day long. <laughs> I told you to practice. Authoritarianism. Authoritarianism. Yes. Lenny uh, Linoleum. Unique New York. <laughs> a new survey has used the right-wing scale to... Um, to poll uh, and survey 900 uh, Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. And it's found a strong correlation between uh, support for Donald Trump and support for author authoritarianism. <laughs> and uh, so what we're learning, in addition to what we knew about, there was a strong 
link between Trump supporters and racism is that these people actually want a country. They support a dictatorship. The rest of us are fighting against the dictatorship, but they support it. Now, this uh, right-wing morality scale, um, it has questions like, you know, you strongly disagree or strongly agree. Our country needs a powerful leader in order to destroy the radical and immoral currents prevailing in our society. And the old-fashioned ways and the old-fashioned values are still the best. Questions like, if the government decides that someone is bad, it's up to the rest of us to stamp them out. And uh, society, it would be best if newspapers were censored. Questions like that. Now, the average person scores about 40 on this scale, uh, which is a fairly open-minded level. That's what the majority of people are. But Trump supporters score about 150 on this scale, which is is much worse. So the, the important takeaway here is, yes, there is a link between racism, authoritarianism, and uh, Donald Trump support. And two, you know, Victoria, these people are not going away. They're That's still right. going to be authoritarians at heart. That's right. Uh, I I also think there's a strong relationship between authoritarianism and evangelical Christianity, which in case you don't know, evangelical Christianity is the pushy kind. Yeah, I grew up with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are the ones who accost you, who get in your face, who use loudspeakers to proclaim that you're going to hell. Um, mm -hmm. And they are also the ones that want to pass and uphold laws to make you follow their beliefs. Right. They are pushy. That is one one definite thing. But you know, we we are seeing that it's like a voting block that is 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 being um, it's coming together and gelling and becoming more formed. Um, and it's a voting block of mostly re Republicans, and I would say probably a lot of them are evangelical Christians, but they have a strong desire for authoritarian leaders. They have high levels of anti-democratic beliefs and high levels of racism. And this is, this is pretty scary stuff. It's really scary stuff. Um, so D Donald's, Donald Trump's, um, Ratings, his approval ratings have been in the low 40s for most of his presidency. That's what this base is. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a little bit less than that. You know, there are certainly the selfish capitalist voters who vote for Trump. Yeah. So I would say it's, it's roughly a third of uh, all the people in this country are authoritarian leaning and want to live in a dictatorship. Yeah. They don't like democracy. We need to remember Why? that. Yeah. Like Republicans, they don't like democracy. Why would that be? Well, it's an interesting question that the survey author, authors, uh, you know, asked and answered. And it seems to be that these people are terribly afraid all the time. And they figure if they have a strong man protecting them, then they will be safe. Of course, that hasn't turned out to be true in the Trump administration, but that's the way they feel. These are the people who are scared when a Democrat is in office. They're scared when a Republican is in office, but they're most scared during times of transition. All right. So let's look at the polls. The polls, we're going to, we're going to end this on a good note, right? Today, we're going to end with a good note. Come on. Oh yeah. Talk. Well, let's, let's do that. And then we'll talk about after that, we have one more thing to talk about, which is uh, Bill Barr and the Justice Department. But uh, all right. The, the polls just continue to break for Biden. 
Uh, and it, by every measure, the polls continue to break for Biden. Uh, he's now leading by 10 to 11 points uh, at the two polling aggregators that we use, Real Clear Politics and 538.com. Uh, the Electoral College map, Biden has a lock on 226 electoral votes. Now, of course, you know there are 270 uh, that you need to win. So Biden has a lock on 226. Trump only has a lock on 125. Now that leaves 187 electoral college votes in 17 states now that that Real Clear Politics is tracking. But Biden leads, and Biden who only needs, you know, what, 45 uh, votes to win, is leading in 15 of those 17 states. He's not leading in Texas. He's uh, losing slightly in Georgia, but he has a solid lead in all the other states, including all the big battleground states. Hmm. Uh, he's really broken out in Pennsylvania. He's really broken out in Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan. All the states that troubled us last time are breaking strongly for Biden this time. And it, and on in the Senate races, it looks like we're going to have either 50 or 51 senators for sure that are democratic. Now, 50 is the magic number in the Senate. There are a hundred senators. If you have 50 of them and you control the white house, you control the Senate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So assuming a Biden win and 50 to 51 seats in the Senate will control the Senate Our our lead in the house is poised to be gained and uh, we'll have the presidency. So it should be a very interesting time. It may well be that Kamala Harris has to spend a lot of time in Congress casting the 51st vote, but uh, (laughs) You know, she's experienced. She knows what to do there. She can handle uh, it. Yeah. So that's the state of the race. I mean, it's solidly. I will go so far as to say that this election is going to turn out to be either a Biden win or a Biden blowout. And why do I say that? Why do I say it's going to be a blowout? Well, one, because the numbers are trending toward a blowout. But the other thing is, if you remember back when we were talking a few months ago, we talked about how pollsters switch from Registered voters to likely voters about 90 days out. Now, all the likely voter models that everyone uses favor Republicans. So the race usually tightens at that point. It didn't this time. But the the models favor Republicans because Republicans vote in higher numbers than Democrats. And that's how they win. Mm -hmm. But this time, that's not the case. Enthusiasm among Democrats is as higher, higher than it is among Republicans. So that calculating strategy that polls use might be backwards this time. And if that's the case, then we're looking at a blowout. Wow. I got, I got to share with you a, a personal story. Went over to visit my mom last night, my mom and dad, and they are registered independents. And, but they're definitely democratic in the way that they vote. And, but, wasn't always the case. Most of the family is Republican. And that's been a huge disappointment, but I'm kind of used to it. So last night when I went to visit my mom, she said she was so mad at my aunt because my aunt is posting things on Facebook that that she knows is not true, stories from Fox News that make Biden look really, really bad. And she's like, she's putting it out there. She's doing this. And she, this is just not right. And, and, and I'm so mad at her. I'm so upset. And she was so upset. I could, it took me 10, 15 minutes to get her calmed down because she was that upset. And I said, Mom, Mom, I, you know, I really have a very, very strong feeling that 
we're not only going to win this, it's going to be a blowout. And so your only job here is to be a gracious winner. <laughs> Don't respond to my aunt. Don't respond right. to her. Just just let her be. Let her have her. Re- You're never going to change her mind. The only thing you could do is ruin the relationship. And you have a good, you love her. Let's just let her be. And then we'll work on being a gracious winner afterwards. <laughs> she right. looks at me and she's got this glint in her eye. She goes, Okay, but can't I tell her how wrong she is? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> well, if she does, it won't make any difference. Right, but, right. Uh, and, and, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, point, it's pointless to do, but it might be. Sounds like she really wants to. <laughs> oh my God, she wants to so bad. She was just so invested in being right. And, you know, and, and it's like, it's so wonderful to see my mom and dad involved in in politics. To, yeah. to be involved, engaged in our democracy. You know, when I first ran for office, people said, my God, Victoria, you, 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 you're a counselor. You're a good person. Why do you want to get into that? It's a dirty place. It's yucky. And I said, no, no, it's not. And if you leave it up to the yucky, nasty folks, then that's what you're going to have running your country. You want good people in office. And so, this is proven true. And and to see my mom and dad get that engaged in democracy is just heartwarming. I can't tell you how ma- how happy yeah. that makes me feel. And I'm seeing this all over the place. Well, all over the place. Let me tell you another yeah. story. My friend from Fort Smith, Arkansas, who is uh, coming to visit me today. I'm really excited about Aww. that. Um, she sent me a photograph of a billboard in downtown Fort Smith. And I want to stress Arkansas that said (laughs) it was a giant billboard that said, make America intelligent again. Wow. And she also reported to me in her neighborhood in Fort Smith, Arkansas, (laughs) that Biden signs yard signs, uh, out, out, outweighed Trump yard signs six to one. There wow. were six Biden yard signs for every Trump sign. Oh so I really do think that the the word is everywhere. And a couple more closing points about polling. Biden has been above 50% in the aggregated polls since August. In mid-August, he got the 49.9%. But other than that, he's been above 50% in all the polls. So it almost doesn't matter what the spread is. Now, pundits say that a six-point spread is electoral college proof. So if there's a six-point spread in the national voting, chances are the Electoral College will go the way it's supposed to go. Wow. And I could not be more excited. I could not be more excited about this possibility to save democracy. As I've said before, old soldiers like us, we only have to save it one more time. And then a huge batch of young people who share our values, I call them the most 60s generation since the 60s, um, (laughs) are coming on board. And they they don't tolerate any of this crap. Yeah, They don't tolerate any of this crap. (laughs) Okay. So the other thing that we were going to talk about is this unmasking probe. Right. Talk to me about that. What happened? The the Washington Post is reporting that one of the two probes into the Obama administration now being run by Bill Barr has ended with no finding of criminal activity and no issues of a report. Now, this particular one was uh, run by Attorney John Bash, who 
announced unexpectedly last week that he was resigning from the Justice Department and reporters dogging uh, the story to find out why found out that his probe was completed, that it didn't have any findings that were helpful to Trump, and that it didn't find any evidence of legal wrongdoing. Now, that's one of the two. There's also the John Durham report, but Barr has already you know, announced that the John Durham report will not come out to after the election, which Barr claims is because he doesn't want to affect the election. But obviously, the truth of that is because there's, you know, that one is all hat, no cattle as well. So these criminal <laughs> probes where a biased Justice Department tried to find evidence of wrongdoing in the, in the Obama administration, even they couldn't find anything. And so that that will not be the October surprise. Barack Obama indicted will not be the will not be the October surprise. But what about what about the? Wasn't that a big deal? I mean, that was a big deal, and yes, the, we didn't hear anything about it until just one news report. What's what's up? Well, with? here's what's interesting about that. Trump has been bashing Bill Barr in the last week or so. I mean, really leaning into complaining about Bill Barr and how he hasn't done a good enough job digging up dirt that Trump can <laughs> use to be reelected. <laughs> what a position to be in if you're Bill Barr, who's like the king of cover-up. He got him to the oppo, oppo team and it didn't work. <laughs> so, so I have a feeling that this information was deliberately leaked from the Justice Department to pay back Trump for saying bad things about Barr. You mean Barr might have leaked it? I think Barr leaked it. Yes. I think Barr leaked the, the information because Trump was, you know, jumping in his, uh, his doo-doo. And, um, you know, that says a couple of things. One is Trump has pissed off Barr. Yeah. And the other is Barr doesn't think Trump's going to win. Now, Barr doesn't think Trump's going to win. Republican operatives don't think Trump's going to win. Members of the Senate don't think Trump's going to win. Probably even Trump doesn't think Trump's going to win. Um, and I think Trump's not going to win, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> the news just keeps getting better and better. This is Every a day. happy show. This is a yes. very happy show, Jimmy. Every day. Like we're, we're, in a glide path. <laughs> we're in a glide path to saving democracy. That's how we should look at this. But do not take your foot off the gas. Right. Put the pedal to the metal. Keep going. Show up with your friends, particularly your friends of color um, or older people who can be, you know, they're vulnerable and, and they could be right. pushed by people. You get an old lady standing there in line for a long time being harassed by people, you know, that could be really intimidating. Right. Right. So, so we need to, we go need with to your protect friends to the polls. We need to protect our older folks, our people of color, no matter which way they're going to vote. We yep. need to get them into the polls and let them cast mm -hmm. their vote. Yep. And that's something we can all do. We're all going there. You know, anybody yep. who's going to the polls will have a window before or after to see if anybody's trying to intimidate mm -hmm. anyone from voting and to, and to intervene. If you see stuff like this, you must intervene in some way. Right. right. You must do something to make sure that that person is not disenfranchised by criminal hooligans. Absolutely. Whether or not they work for the government or they're just independent criminal hooligans. Oh, that's a whole nother show. All right. Yeah. And one that we've already delved into to a point, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. yes. All right. Well, that wraps it up for another show of Wait What? We're so glad you could join us today. Yes. And uh, I hope you'll come back next time. Uh, it's going to get more and more exciting as we get closer and closer to November oh. 3rd. Oh, my. Oh Don't my. miss a minute.
These are incredible times. We can all write books after this, you know. That's right. (laughs) Bye, Jimmy. Bye-bye. This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele.